0: And welcome to BiblioChat. I'm your host, Forrest Uh On this episode, I have Taylor Weeks uh, with me again, our finance expert. And we're going to continue the discussion of um, Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And last episode, we briefly mentioned uh, Burgosian's coup. Uh, but, but we didn't really go into who Burgosian is, uh, what his background is, um, and especially given his recent most likely assassination. Uh, it'd be interesting to go into more detail about who he is. So, so we have Taylor Weeks with us. Taylor, how's it going? It's going well for us, Target. Going well. So um, you, So, I, I believe you've done some research on Bergosian. Can you kind of fill us in on who he is?
1: Yeah, so Gini Bergosian is a very interesting guy and has lived or did live a very interesting life. He started out owning a bunch of restaurants and catering companies in Moscow, and then jokingly became called Putin's chef because of his friendship and vocation at the time, owning restaurants and catering businesses that were supplying the Kremlin. Putin used to love to eat at one of his restaurants and that's where they became very close. Over time, he became a very trusted and close confidant of Putin and started this company called the Wagner group in 2014. So the Wagner group is a private privately owned paramilitary company that conducts operations all over the world. They have hundreds of thousands of people. They have tanks, they have helicopters It's really just a shadow army. And, uh, you know, this formation of the Wagner group coupled with the restaurants and catering companies he owned catapulted him into the, uh, the sphere of oligarch, so he was essentially one of the oligarchs that we were talking about last episode that operated within Putin's inner circle. The Wagner group was instrumental in Russia's invasion of Ukraine as well. There were certain areas that Putin wouldn't direct Russian troops to go to because he needed plausible deniability or he just didn't want to do it that the Wagner group could go to to in full force. It was so, uh, such an interesting operation that at times, Evgeny would go to prisons in Russia and say, you can either live here for the rest of your life, serve your prison sentence, or come and try and work for the Wagner Group as a soldier and get paid handsomely and send money back to your family. So that's a little bit of context for Yevgeny uh, Bergosian and the Wagner Group and its role in Ukraine. Now, recently, he attempted a coup against Putin, which is what we alluded to last episode. This can be, uh, it can be for any number of reasons that he attempted to do this, but you don't go from operating Russia's biggest private military company into being best friends with Putin and and then attempting to overthrow him forcibly and install a new leadership and get away with it. There's this saying that they like the same in Russia, in, just in general. If you come into King, you best not miss. And Evgeny Boghossian missed and paid dearly.
0: So Boghossian's background is very interesting, um, you know, especially how he, he had a very interesting rise under Putin's wing and really became uh, a strong ally for him. So, I mean, what do you think motivated him to go against Putin with this coup?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question for us. Um, as with everything in Russia, it's a very complicated answer, I think, and it's always a little bit murky. We'll never truly know for sure, but I think there were a couple of factors that contributed to it, one being the lack of supplies and resources being given to the Wagner group by the Russian government. They were being asked to go into these very difficult places and to do very difficult things, but weren't really being supported in a manner that they were that they had grown accustomed to. So I think there was that. I think there was also, uh, you know, an issue with how Purgosian was perceived back in Russia and the lack of general praise for his contribution to the war effort. He wanted to be talked about and revered and be treated like the war hero that he in his mind probably thought that he was. And that wasn't really happening, or at least it wasn't happening in a way that was satisfactory to him. And thirdly, really the treatment of the Wagner soldiers and going back to point one, what they were being asked to do with very little resources. So in many different battles, the Wagner groups were the first people across the field. They were getting mowed down. It was truly a barbaric tactic where Wagner soldiers, wave after wave, were being asked to gain ground and, uh, you know, take over a Ukrainian encampment or, you know, base or something along those lines, and they would just be treated as disposable people, and they were mowed down. H- hundreds and thousands of Wagner soldiers were killed to the point where Pergosian was, there were many videos that surfaced of him going to Russian prisons, recruiting prisoners, saying, you can either serve out the rest of your sentence here, or you can go and fight for us and we'll pay you and you can have a taste of the outside world again none of those soldiers made it out alive. they were all mowed down in using this tactic of just sheer mass and overwhelming volume of people and you know uh, that that begins to weigh on a commander who knows that he's constantly going to be sending his people out to die and the fact that he was even drawn to recruit in a Russian prison, prisoners, where literally the option is to stay in a Russian prison, widely considered to be some of the worst in the world, that really gives you a sense of how dire his recruitment and uh, soldier base became. And all of these things surely overwhelmed him to the point where it caused him to take an action that I'm sure now, you know, was
0: regrettable. Now I think that's I think that's really interesting to point out. And something that you that I've just been thinking about as you've been telling me this is you know what's interesting about Burgosian's whole story is his success, you know, the way that he rose to the top. You know, he became successful through a system that rewards this ruthlessness and brute force. So he has this military background and he provides forces and, uh, military assistance to Putin. And that was the way that he became successful, which really, which really shows how Russian society is just structured so much differently than, you know, any Western society you know a, a russian oligarch does not become successful through you know traditional business dealings that you know an american entrepreneur would do it's a completely different environment and they and the oligarchs and the russians who really rise to the top you know don't they don't follow a system of of typical normal laws and normal behaviors it's really just comes down to your mental toughness and willingness to be ruthless
1: yeah i mean i think that's really exactly just it everybody who rises to prominence and success within russia not everybody but most people who rise to that oligarch class enact ruthless tactics and engage in brute force to get to where they've gotten and you know this this purgosian example is the most recent one but It's the reminder to everybody who operates at that upper echelon of Russian society that they serve at the behest of Putin. And he can, just as easily as he's given people the power, money, and influence, take it away and make people pay the ultimate price for being disloyal and turning against him. And so that might be the biggest contributor to the lack of law and order and the general gangster type mentality that a lot of these oligarchs exhibited to get to where they've gotten to.
0: No, I think you're spot on there with the gangster mentality. I even saw a Wall Street Journal article uh, the other day comparing Putin to the godfather. So, Taylor, thank you for joining. This was, uh, this was a fun discussion. Uh, next week will be the final episode on Putin's invasion. I'm going to compare Leo Tolstoy's theories of war and what elements and drivers cause war in the context of Napoleon's invasion and compare those theories and thoughts to Putin's invasion. Thank you for listening.